What's up, world? Welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brother, yeah. brother, brother. Man. We are back. We back. We back. We back up in this piece. I'm excited, man. Season number two. We missed all of last year because of, man, you name it, it went on. You name it, it went down. Yeah, man. Season two, we are kicking it off with the Ankle Biters podcast. What's up, world? What is up, world? Welcome to another Ankle Biters (laughs) podcast where we talk college football from a college fantasy football perspective. I am excited. Yes. You know how long we've been putting this episode off because we've been so busy. We've been putting this episode off for at least a couple months. Yeah. At least. At least. Just in case y'all don't hear him, I'm joined by my man, 100 Grand. Owens, what's going on, <laughs> man? Man. man? it feels so good to be back, man. It feels like I missed last year, man. I was, like I said, man, going through so much, but man, to be back, man, you know, I know the fans, man, to just, you know, provide all our listeners, man, some more content, you know, this exciting upcoming college football season. Man, I'm ready, man. man. I'm, ready. I'm ready. I uh, posted on Twitter <clears throat> the other day, and I, and, I, and I said it again to a buddy today. July, it seems like July, I mean, because we're, we're grinding this thing out. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're hitting the downside of this dead period where there's no sports unless you're watching the Olympics, which can be exciting a little right. bit. Right. But we want college football. And if I can have it year round, what do I got to do to get it year round? But we don't have it year round. So we're on the downside of this dead period, this waiting. And it seems to me as if July is like the hot girl's friend that won't leave. Man, you know, you're you're trying to get at this beautiful girl, but her friend is there and she won't leave. And she won't leave. July seems it's it's, it's almost like July has been here for a month and a half, and we (laughs) still have another week. And 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 I'm looking at July like you would look at the hot girl's friend. You still here? Would you leave, please? Man. Come on, August. I'm yes. on depth chart Monday, depth chart week. Yeah. I need to hear some news. I need to see who's getting uh uh some uh uh some 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 burn, some play in yes. camp. Yes, I want to see who's climbing charts. Yes, I want to see who I need to drop because I'm always looking to make a move. You and me both. Always looking to make a move. Who do I need to get rid of to shore up my roster and make it stronger? I don't have any news right now. The transfer portal has slowed down. There's nothing moving. There's nothing shaking right now. Everything has just come to a screeching halt, seems like. And so we need July to go ahead and get the heck out of here, man. Yes. I mean, why are you still here? We don't want to look at you. (laughs) We want your friend. (laughs) Yes. Come We don't want you. July. We want your we want your beautiful friends, so you need to get out of here. Yes, get you out need of August here. to come on in here because we know <clears throat> once that once once camp starts, I mean it's just one week at a time. 
And then you got NFL preseason, which helps a little bit. It helps a little bit. Some of the little, I mean, a, a little bit of the anxiety will subside with the with the, with the news and the depth charts and everything. It's it's almost like a shot in the arm. You know, so, it's just around the corner. You can start to smell it. You can start to smell college football when August comes around because you, you're thinking, man, we're we're right there in just a couple weeks. And then you knock down one week and you're like, oh, we're one week closer. Knock down another week and you're like, yes, we're right there. We're right there. So fantasy football, college fantasy football makes it so much better. Oh, man. I don't see why it's not as popular as it is to us. You know what I mean? It's almost like my wife is like this. She, 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 she's very, very uh she she's very very um in tuned with wanting you to experience what she's experiencing when it comes to food mm -hmm. she is always trying to get me she she has the strange tongue me i am very very conservative i like what i like and I stick to what I like. And she <laughs> is always trying to get me to try something. If something is good to her, man, she's always trying to get me to try it. Always trying to get me to try it. That's how I feel about college fantasy football, man. I'm I'm looking at these NFL guys, and I'm like, man, y'all missing out, man. Yeah, try this, and y'all probably won't go back to that. I mean, for real, like, like I, I haven't played NFL fantasy football in years. And I don't care to. No. <laughs> I have a couple leagues with my family members, and those are the only leagues that I have. Uh, and, I, and those are the only leagues that I've had for years now. It's mm -hmm. just not the same. Not the same. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not the same. The excitement, the pageantry, the tradition. I mean, it, Saturday to Saturday, there's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. You got game day. I understand the NFL is where those guys are trying to get get to, but from a fantasy perspective, mm -hmm. man, this is where it's at, man. Where it's at. This is where it's at. And I know we ain't said it yet. We're just excited to be back. But this is our uh, we're we're ranking our top twenty five college fantasy quarterbacks. That's what this episode is about. Top twenty five college QBs. Uh, if you don't know us. We're very unconventional. Um, we don't look at ADP. We don't look at analytics or any of that stuff. Been doing this for 15 years. 15 years. Hey, our approach has worked for me. Me too. That's worked for us. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to hear some things today where you're going to be like, what, they ranked him there? Yeah, we did. <clears throat> we did. And that's because we're not considering uh, the whole uh, the 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 conglomerate of information that you know most people would gravitate toward to draw their uh, perception and position from on this player or that player. Man, I look at the games. I look at what's surrounding those players. I look at what's coming back. I look at the system, as do most people. But I'm just not big on analytics. I want to see what the guy looks like. Mm -hmm. And having this 15 years of experience helps you understand some things that you could want something all you want. 
I mean, you can want something as much as you want it. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. That does not mean it's going to happen. And I've learned, I've been burned so many times. I've learned to respect that aspect of it, that approach. Yes. Yes. Having been burnt because, you know, you're looking at this guy and you're thinking he should, he should, he should. Mm -hmm. But the system does not, the system does not aid his skill set where him being uh, fantasy relevant is concerned. Right. And so just in case you didn't know, you should know if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, you're probably a uh, college fantasy football junkie, a college fantasy football head, and you're on your way to being a college fantasy football junkie. And you probably already know all of this stuff, but just in case you don't and you're a newbie and this is your first time and you're just trying to get into it, there's some things that go into that factor into there's some key ingredients where what we call recruiting is concerned. There's some key ingredients that factor into the player's success where college fantasy football is concerned, some things that you wouldn't necessarily see or look at or even pay any attention to consider, that is, where NFL is concerned. But in college, things like systems, schedule, all those things are key factors. You've got to pay attention to those things. A lot of guys pay attention to uh, uh, systems. I don't know that there's a lot of guys that pay attention to scheduling, mm-hmm. but you've got to pay attention to scheduling. Scheduling is huge. I mean, because it's one thing to make the playoffs, but you want to make the playoffs and make some noise. I've seen it time and time again, guys make the playoffs mm-hmm. and then those same guys that were, that were, uh, uh, um, what we say getting down <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during the season have horrible schedules during the playoffs, and they get thumped first round out of here. Out of here. So you've got to know how to manage that regular season schedule versus playoff schedule. Listen, man, it could be a world of difference. It can mean a world of difference where your advancement is concerned because you've got some guys that have horrible playoff schedules, and there's nothing you can do. Right. And you've got some guys that have, amazing playoff schedules and so you want to take that in consideration balance that thing out so a lot of how we rank guys has to do with scheduling because not every player you'll have your top tier players that from one to five one to seven eight that are uh you know you you know they're 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 startable every week right the guys you just stick them in there and you just let them go you let them play you don't even worry about it Mm-hmm. But then everybody else is 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 interchangeable. Everybody else can be substituted on any given week because you want the ceiling because college football, that's the beauty of college fantasy football is you have access to 130 teams, hundreds of players at your disposal. You don't have to settle for 9 and 10 points, 11 points, which will get you beat. Week after week, if you're in the right league, you have access to so many players, man. And so you're looking for that ceiling, which is why the schedules are such a big factor. Because your guy could have a decent game coming up, decent game coming up where he'll give you, you know, your running back may give you 15, 17 points. But then you'll have another running back with an amazing game coming up. 
And this guy has the potential to get you 25, maybe even 30. You want to consider that. Again, that's why this is so fun. Owens, <clears throat> rattling off, man. I'm, I've got weeks and weeks and weeks of content just uh, suppressed. So I'm just talking. I see you just sitting there chilling. Brother, you touching everything that needs to be touched. Everything needs to be said, you saying it. So, you know, I can't. I can't really add nothing because you didn't hit everything. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm, ready, I'm ready to jump into this top 25 QBs. We're also gonna add we're also gonna add some sleepers mm-hmm. and we're also gonna add some potential breakout players uh after we're done ranking our guys or giving you the guys that we've ranked as far as top 25. Uh Owen, you ready to jump in this man? Man, let's do it. I'm ready to jump into this, man. Number one, you guys already know who that is. That's Malik Willis. That's the guy that in our home league, for whatever reason, I don't want to get into the details. But a couple years ago, I dropped him prior to the season starting because, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and get into the details because he (laughs) was lying to me. (laughs) He was lying to me that, Malik Willis was in competition with, I don't even know the guy's name. He's that irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember his name. And so I'm thinking, man, he's in competition with that guy. And I had him for a year because Thank I you. knew what he would do in that system. And so I kept him the prior year when he was sitting down because Buckshot Calvert was the mm-hmm. guy. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm going to hold him till next year. And then training camp broke the next year. And Hugh Freeze starts lying. And mm-hmm. so I dropped him. Thank you. And Owens went and picked him up. And and uh, thank you. Appreciate that, partner. Gosh, I kick myself every time I see what this dude is doing. I just want him to leave. I just want him to graduate. <laughs> leave. Get out of here, leave. Well, That's guess what? Like that too. We're gonna get to it in a minute. Same thing happened. Guess what? Though? Same thing happened. What man? What? Well, she's got another year of eligibility. <laughs> I know you don't like that. That's okay. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. He's leaving. No, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> They're touting him as a first round pick. He's yeah. gone. Okay. He's out of here. And I want, him to, I want him to be out of here. Yes. First round pick. Yes. Gas him up. <laughs> all the way up. So he's number one. Of course, you knew that. Spencer yeah. Rattler, number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy has more weapons coming in this year. Right. A healthy Jaden Hazelwood, who I am, uh, I think the guy is going to be a monster this year. Uh, if the guy gets to 100%, he is the best wide receiver on the roster. I understand that Marvin Mims uh, showed some flashes last year. Uh, played a heck of a role as far as OU's success on the offensive side of the ball. They get the guy from Arkansas, the uh, wide receiver from Arkansas, Mike Woods. Uh, I think that's his name. Mike that's Woods. Yeah. Mike that's Woods. Cool. They get him. Um, a lot of people hound the- Theo Weiss. I'm not. I'm not hound Theo Weiss. I, I've seen him <clears> drop <throat> too many balls. Yes, he turned him away too much. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not high on him at all. Uh, of course, you got Austin Stogner. You, you've got Mario Williams. You've got a plethora of other wide receiving talent at his disposal another year in the system the guy's going to 
blow up to say the least. The guy's going to blow up to say the least. Not Number to three. mention, hold on, yeah, not to three, mention three. Uh, throwing to the running backs out the backfield. Brooks came back and he got gray out there too. So I like I mean, it. Throwing, throwing to his running backs out the backfield. That's going to be a huge uh, I like advantage, that. I think. So, yeah. And I think, I think they'll need to, I think they'll need to turn up the heat with the recent news and somewhat of a debacle of information being leaked by one Texas A&M trying to sabotage the move right. <laughs> <laughs> from the Big 12 to the SEC. That's going to leave a bitter taste in everybody's mouth. So I think, oh, yeah. you need to come in with a different mentality that, okay, we've got a target on our back because of this crap that happened over the summer. Right. So I look for them to use that as a boost uh, week in and week out. Right. Number three. Matt Corral, my guy, the guy I did keep. The guy I did keep. I didn't drop him. I don't like it. I listen, man. <laughs> the guy's gonna light it up this year. I understand they need to establish a wide receiver. One, they've got plenty of talent, so they've got guys that can do that. Uh, they've got Jacor Peterson coming in. Uh, he, he he should be able to establish himself as that. Elijah Moore slot back role, uh, slot wide receiver role. I mean, he should be able to do that. Uh, Lane Kiffin, he's going to throw the ball all over the field regardless. The offensive system is CFF gold. Yep. I can't wait to uh, to uh, put him in and just keep him in and just and just watch him score fifty constantly in our league because because we have the luxury of doing that. Uh, 15 points, I mean, one point, excuse me, one point per 15 passing yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and it's six points for a passing touchdown. If you're doing four points for a passing touchdown, you do not know what you're doing. No. <laughs> touchdown is six points everywhere I've checked. Six Listen, points. If you're doing four points for a passing touchdown, you don't know what you're doing. Period. And you may need to consult someone that does. Oh, my goodness. That's horrible. Horrible. That should never <clears throat> happen. Guys get excited about that, too. I don't know why they just get excited. Who gets excited about four points four per points. passing touchdown? Who gets yeah. excited about that? It's horrible. Man, I'm looking forward to that week one matchup against Louisville. Shootout. Man, it'll be 100 points scored in that game easy. So his 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 first three games is going to be, I think, monstrous. Uh, then he comes in, he has a bye week. Then he goes up against Alabama. <coughs> mm-hmm. He goes up against Alabama. But I like his playoff schedule. He finishes. He starts with Texas A and M. Maybe a little, maybe, maybe, maybe. But then he ends with Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. I love mm-hmm. it. You know, another thing that's going to help Corral out is. Um, Kiffin was talking about uh on Ely. He was going to move Ely around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he might use him a lot in the, as a wide receiver with the loss of Moore. So, uh, you know, Ely is explosive, man. I mean, that dude, he got in the open field. And uh, his speed is, is, you know, it's crazy. So I think that's going to help him out a lot. But, uh, by the way, Ely is my guy, too. So I like that. I know you had to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Next up, we have Grayson McCall. 
call. Another one of my guys, man. I love this guy. <clears throat> love this guy. Tough freshman. He ran that offense to perfection mm-hmm. last year. Uh, the way he finished the year, those last two games, man, he lit it up in those last two games, man. Listen, you get to tack on more rushing yards, I believe, this year with the departure of C.J. Maribal. I think the guy is going to be absolutely amazing this year. That offense will be will, will run through him. I think the running game is going to run through him for the most part. Of course, the passing game is. He, he's He's the QB, but I think the guy is really going to take a step forward, several steps forward. I think he's going to light it up this year. I'm telling you, I'm looking for this guy to have a huge year, huge year. I agree. He didn't hand that ball off, though. Uh, no, he don't. He didn't hand that ball off, though. <laughs> he needed to do exactly what he was doing against Liberty. <laughs> when he lit Liberty up. Lit them up real good. Yes, Next up, did. man, we got your guy, CJ Stroud. Owens, what you thinking? Stroud. Man, I'm excited. I can't wait. I mean, watching him in the spring game, man, the guy was just poised. He was back there, man. He, he knew what he was doing. Everybody was I wide mean, open. Every, everybody was wide open. Everybody. But, I mean, the accuracy of his throws, though, that's what I was looking at. I know they was open, but you have to look at, you know, as a receiver, do the receiver have to wait for the ball? You know, mm-hmm. we got to reach behind him. Do we got to, you know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. He's throwing it at his feet, you know, five five feet over the head, you know. <laughs> you know, but you got to look at the accuracy. I'm looking at the accuracy and a touch that CJ Stroud was putting on his bonus throws. And I was just like, man, this guy's ready. This guy's Absolutely, ready. Absolutely, man. Listen, that offense <laughs> is going to be ridiculous. He's, he's, he, I mean, he's got weapons. Yes, everywhere. I mean, he's got he's got the I mean, it seems like the guy has weapons in the stands. He's got so many weapons to throw to yes. out there the way Ryan Day's recruiting. The I mean, you're talking about the best wide receiving core in the country. It might be Ohio State. Right. It might be Ohio State. You have one guy leave Ohio State and go to Alabama, and now he's gonna be starting there. That shows you just what that wide receiver room looks like. Right. You had a guy leave. You know, mainly probably because he wasn't going to get any burn, goes to Alabama, and now the guy's entrenched into the, maybe the starting lineup and maybe one of the main guys catching balls from uh, Bryce Young, who we'll bring up here in just a bit. That shows you just how rough and tough that that wide receiver core is, right. and, and and how uh, relevant it's going to be this year. I mean, Day Ryan Day has established a system where I mean he's. He's going to push the ball down the field. You saw that last year. You saw it the year before mm-hmm. in his in his first year. I mean, he's going to push the ball down the field. Uh, C.J. Stroud, a legitimate dual threat, I believe. And and by there being question marks at running back, and what I mean by that is you've got a lot of people doubting if Master Teague is the guy. Will mm-hmm. he be overtaken by Henderson? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And when you have those question marks there – and you bring a freshman in that that people are believing to take over, mm-hmm. the running back room may not be as solidified or may not be as dangerous as one would like it to be, which means that C.J. Stroud gets the opportunity to just pretty much have his way. Mm-hmm. To I mean, to just have his way. So I look for him to have a huge year this year, think. huge year. I agree. Moving right along. Dustin Crum. Dustin Crum, Owens. My guy. Number five. 
CFF machine, a college <clears throat> football machine. This is another yes. guy. Thank you again. I had yeah. a couple years ago. I don't even remember why I dropped him. Thank you. Appreciate it. I don't remember. I think it was because in his first year playing, <clears throat> I think I was looking at someone else. And I thought, okay, this is about what this guy is, which it wasn't. <laughs> and I dropped him. And I thought, after I dropped him, I thought, why did I do that? Owens ends up going and picking him up, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Pushed him right over to me. And I said, come on, Papa. I got you. I got you. This guy is a fantasy football machine. Beast. Kent State. Fantasy. Mm football machine mm. now there's some concern on the front end of the schedule the first three uh of four games i would say sit sit him down you'll have some people flirting with the maryland game <laughs> i don't know that i would again because you're looking for the ceiling why because you have access to that right. you have the opportunity because you've got so many teams which means so many players you don't have to uh, settle for 20 points from your quarterback. Right. right. You know, you could you could you could go ahead and feel comfortable sitting him against Maryland and, and having a backup, even if you have a two quarterback league such as ours, which which most leagues do as far as college fantasy football, right. even if you have a two quarterback league, you can be I mean feel comfortable sitting him knowing that someone else has a better matchup. Right. Uh, does he have the potential to light Maryland up? He does. But I don't know if I would take a chance on that when you've got access to so many other things that would deem to be more guaranteed, seem to be more guaranteed. Exactly. But three out of those four games, I would sit him. And then after that, let's do Put it. it more. Put him in and forget about it. He Man, can you can wrestle ride. away. Yes. He's a guy you can ride home. I would say after week four, you can ride him for the rest of the season. Yes, sir. After week four. Number six, DJU. DJU. Yes. Uyangalele. 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 All right. You've been I had, to, I had to learn that because that's my other guy. So Yeah, you've been practicing. Yeah. yeah. I ain't never heard you stick that. that <laughs> I'm the name Butcher. I turn some names up. You John Lobb Jr. Yes, sir. That's what you are. But this <laughs> guy, this guy is a freaking stud. Big old dude, too. Big kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, huge kid. The guy is a stud. The couple games that he did start, right. absolutely lit it up, man. I mean, absolutely lit it up. Boston College, Notre Dame, get you some. Well over 400 yards against Notre Dame. I mean, the guy, uh, of course, is Clemson, so he's going to have weapons to throw it to. You You know, you've got the Clemson offense, the dominant team in the ACC. Uh, again, those two games that he started, that little sample size, uh, I, I believe that's a, that's a foretelling of what he's going to be consistently this year. Uh, the first game, I would say, he's a little skeptical. The first game is a little skeptical. You know, they, they have Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that I would start him in that game because there's so much you don't know in the first game. 
There's so much you haven't seen. You don't know what the team's going to look like in that first game. Right. I wouldn't start him in that first game. There are I people that will, but nope. am I saying he's going to go in there and stink it up? No. No. Clemson nope. may go in there with the mindset that we have to win this game and they're not so much concerned about how this person looks or how that person looks. They just want to win that game. Right. And so he may not have the best stats. He may not have the worst stats either. Right. But it's but it's one of those games where you can't you you you're not going to be able to just just uh, fly through your through your offensive playbook and just you know pick a place, pick mm-hmm. a play. That's not what this is. This is this is not a pick a play game. I think they'll stick it. I, I think they'll stick tight to the vest as far as play calling. Of course, you have to with a team like Georgia with the defense that they have and right. that they roll out there week after week, year after year. You got to keep it tight, and I think that's what they'll do. So I, I, I probably wouldn't start him in that game. Right. I agree. <laughs> I, I definitely agree. I mean, like you said earlier, we want the ceiling uh, as far as fantasy points from my guy, from my players. So. Uh, like I said, he's, I mean, like the guy was, I mean, they put him on the field last year. And, you, I mean, being a freshman and to step on the field and to perform like he did with the pressure of we have to continue to, to win or we're not going to make the playoffs. So we we you try to make the championship game, you know, but he had that pressure on him as, as well as being a freshman to, to step up and do what he did. Um, you can't really underestimate the kid, but with that being said, I I just wouldn't take a chance um, starting up against Georgia because you might not get that ceiling that we were talking about as far right. as fantasy points. Right. Um, <clears throat> but then again, you may, but you you really don't want to take that chance. Uh, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I would sit him and I would find another option in week one. Excellent, excellent. Number seven, Bryce Young. Alabama quarterback stepping up, getting the keys to this offense. Um, let me back up. I said getting the keys to this offense. They have a mm-hmm. another offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, who a lot of people are not high on mm-hmm. because it doesn't seem as if the system that he'll be bringing in is uh, CFF worthy. But understanding that mixtape and i'm sure we'll have something to say about how he's running that offense having seen the success of a spread offense so to speak these past few years and the points that they put up Mm -hmm. i think nick saban has got maybe has gotten a little addicted and he may charge him bill o'brien that is to open that offense up a little bit more i know all the Mm -hmm. bryce young uh people the Bryce Young truthers, the Bryce Young shareholders are hoping that that's the deal. Um, I wonder if they're going to get back to a more balanced attack, running the ball a little bit more. I think that's where they're going to head. You know what I mean? But the yep. guy definitely does have talent. He's got talent. We've seen that. He looked good in the spring game, right? Mm-hmm. He looked good when he came in last year, spelling my guy Mac Jones. Right. Uh, he's got weapons to throw it to. Of course, he's got the Ohio State guy that came in. He's got the uh, freshman. 
uh, Hall. He's got a, mm-hmm. actually got a couple freshmen. He's got a nice tight end to throw it to, of course. He's going to be John Mechie. A lot of people are not high on John Mechie. Yeah, I don't Mechie. know why. I like <laughs> I do too. A lot. Jameson Williams is the guy I'm talking about who came in from Ohio State of speed. <clears throat> a mm-hmm. lot of people like uh, uh, A.G. Hall. You know, Javon Baker was getting some talk last year as a player to watch, a young player to watch. Mm-hmm. So he's got weapons, no doubt about that. But what will the offense look like? That's the issue. That's the issue. But he deserves to be in the top 10 because of the track record right. of the Alabama Crimson Tide, at least over the last few years where the passing game is concerned and the offense overall is concerned. They've been putting up some big numbers here the past yes. few years. Yes. So he, you know, he deserves to be in the top 10 just based on that alone. Based on that alone, Carson Strong, Owens. Carson Strong, big arm, NFL talent. He's got an airway system. Yes. The thing about Carson Strong, though, Owens, can he do it against the better defensive units in the Mountain West? Because he kind of struggled in those games in terms yes. of CFF production last year. If you were to look at his game log, it was the better defenses in that league that kind of put the clamps on. Dubs kind of put the clamps on the passing game. Now, here's the deal. He should get a boost as far as firepower with uh, the return of Elijah Cooks. Yes. The defense having somebody else to pay attention to other than Romeo Dubs. But I need to see if Carson Strong can do as much against the San Jose States and the San Diego States than he did against, you know, Uh, Wyoming and some of the teams that he lit up last year. Wyoming is good against the run. They were horrible against the pass. pass. Horrible Horrible against the pass last year. Great against the run. Of of course, that's Mm -hmm. not Nevada's forte. Right. You know, they, you know, they tease you with the run game, kind of frustrate you because you think, (laughs) man, oh, uh, Tower, I kind of want him. Devontae Lee, they just kind of tease you with it. You know what I mean? I mean, he gets Kyle in the first week. I'm not starting him in that game, but there will be people that do. But again, he has he has to go to K State. Don't know what that's going to look like. Right. He has to go to the Smurf Turf, Boise State. Of course, he's got San Jose State and San Diego State back to back. That San Diego State game is the first week of the playoffs. Mm. Can he do it against the better defenses in that conference? That is the question. With Carson Strong, that's that's other than other than that question, the guys are the guys are stud. Yeah, yeah. Other than that yeah, question, yeah. you answer that question, you take your game to another level. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. All right, moving right along. Brennan Armstrong, man, I was impressed by this guy's play last year, Owens. Me too. Me too. I'm <laughs> uh, really impressed by yeah. the way he played last year. A legitimate dual threat quarterback, I think. Very underrated. I think he's underrated. You know, let me tell you this, man. I was not paying attention to Brennan Armstrong last year. I, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, and then you mentioned him, and I was like, Virginia quarterback? Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me go look. Let me just see what this guy talking about. I've not seen them fantasy numbers. I was like, Oh, you got my attention now, man. Yeah. 
legitimate dual threat, man. I think he's yes. underrated, man. I think the guy's underrated. Very. When I say legitimate dual threat, I'm talking about a guy can pass and run. Yes. That's yes. what I mean by legitimate. Because we'll call a guy a dual threat when hmm. he's completing 50% of his passes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Throwing yeah. balls at people's ankles and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, I mean Brennan Armstrong, fifty-eight percent of his passes he completed last year. I think he'll, I think he'll get better at that this year. But I mean, I like the guy. I, I like too. him a lot. He, I mean, he doesn't get Clemson in the regular season, but his playoff schedule is kind of rough, though. It's kind of tough. He's got Notre Dame. He he goes to Pitt. Ooh, Pitt is always Virginia. tough, and then he's got Virginia Tech. <clears throat> Oh man, uh, he 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 may be one of those guys where you've got to squeeze the juice out of him early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, you got William and Mary. <laughs> man, I can't stop coughing. William and Mary, Illinois, North Carolina. I don't know how much of a threat they'll be defensively this year. Wake right. Forest, you know, Miami, maybe Louisville shootout, Duke, Georgia Tech, BYU. You got you have you have to squeeze him really well squeeze the juice out of him during those games right there to get the most out of him i think maybe he'll shock me even more and 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 be legitimate and and relevant as far as fantasy in 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 the playoffs i mean i can't wait to see that's the beauty of fantasy football where uh college is concerned i wouldn't trust it i wouldn't trust it i'm telling you this man sit him against Notre dame and pittsburgh you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Now, speaking of North Carolina, Sam Howell is up. Yes, NFL talent, NFL talent, big arm. We know that. Yes, but Owens losing what he lost as far as production. I don't see how he's not negatively affected to some degree. I Let's know go. people. I know people are high on Josh Downs, <clears throat> but does he? being Josh Downs, and others bring enough to the table to make Howell a top 10 fantasy uh, quarterback, college fantasy quarterback. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, we talked about it uh, a couple days ago. He had two elite wide receivers last year. Um, and I'm looking at his fantasy numbers, and he had two really, really, really good games. I would say, well, three really good games, one monster game. And then everything else was just average, in my opinion. Mm. And you take those two elite wide receivers away, and you got one who he has to develop chemistry with. Right, got to develop some rapport. And so if his fantasy numbers was average, for the most part, with two elite wide receivers – you think they're gonna get any better with one? No. <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like, I mean, the guy has all the talent in the world, but to lose those weapons that he had, it's gonna affect him. I think his fantasy numbers um, are gonna take a hit. Um, you know, I don't know how big of a hit they're gonna take, but I think they're gonna take a hit. You know what? I agree. <clears throat> I completely agree with you. I think his fantasy numbers does take a hit, man. Seriously. I think they do. Yep. Um, he could be 
he possibly could be higher had mm-hmm. he, you know, had more talent come back. Mm-hmm. But just that vacation, that 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 the talent, uh, the 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 degree of talent that vacated, that that vacated production, I think is too much as far as. I'm not saying you need to drop the guy, and I'm right. not saying he's not Neither. draftable. Absolutely, he's draftable because yes. he's got too much talent, and they're gonna have guys there right. for him to throw the ball to. Yes. But we're talking about top ten, and, and that's where we have him, and we're giving him the benefit by yes. putting him there. Yes. Anything else you want to add? No. No. Oh. oh, oh. I'm counting something. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, next up, Desmond Ritter. Owens. Oh, I like I like Ritter. I you like Ritter. Ritter? I, yeah, I, I do. Listen, man. I like the Ritter. guy blew up last year. Yes, he did. He had a nice stretch of about five <laughs> games during the middle of the season where he just lit it up. It was like he said, you know what, man, forget this. Man, listen, you getting it. You get it, you getting it after they getting it, and then I'm gonna come out and you get it like man, he lined them up and lined, lined them up and gave it to him. Lined them up and gave it to him. Listen, man, the guy shocked the heck out of me yes. last year, man. Because those that I mean that little stretch right there, I'm thinking, is this Desmond Ritter <laughs> from last is this year? <laughs> I mean, I think he has, he has solidified himself as a true dual threat QB. Again, meaning he could pass the sixty six percent of his passes on. Yeah. He's proven to be an efficient passer. Yes. That's a true dual true. threat QB. Yes, it's not some guy who's very athletic, can run, and and and, and is completing about fifty percent of his passes. No, this right. guy is a true dual threat passer. Yes. He's, he's pushing that ball down the field. You've got to be concerned about the pass. And the run, yes. When it comes to Desmond Ritter, shocked the heck out of me last oh, year. Man. Me too. I mean, shocked the living daylights out of me last year. Was not expecting that out of him. I mean, it's almost like you said. I mean, like you said, he just turned it on. Yes, this guy's playoff schedule, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> you like it? Unbelievable. <laughs> We got, we got unbelievable South Florida, mm-hmm. Southern Methodist, East Carolina. Okay, brother, that means Jerome Ford put him in the game. If you make it to the playoffs, start red. I think so too. That means my guy Jerome Ford is gonna light it up. Uh, no, nah, I don't want it. I don't want it to be Ford. It need to be all Ritter. Why you ain't gonna be playing me every week? Yeah, but I needed to be all Ritter. Why? Because I don't want you to have nothing. See how you see <laughs> come up? You know, that's my right. Well, yeah, that's a, for all the listeners out there. This this is an ongoing rivalry <laughs> that's been going on for fifteen years. Fifteen years, and it ain't gonna stop. Nope. But that was our twelfth ranked QB. Number 13 is my guy. He would be ranked higher had he showed a little bit more consistency last year. But one, Keaton Slovis. Mm -hmm. 
was dealing with the shoulder injury last year. I don't think a lot of people know that. <clears throat> yeah. He Dylan, tried to hide it. Yeah, he, he did. He <laughs> did. He did. And you and I were discussing this a while back. You said you saw some of his throws look a little funky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have that shirt up this year. Again, his, his system is he's got the air raid out there with uh, with uh, Graham Harrell. Uh, so he's he's got options all over the field, man. Yes, he do. Drake London, of course. Brew McCoy. If you got some other guys that were already established there that USC, uh, USC were big on when they first came in. But then they add Katie Nixon from Colorado. Mm. Taj Washington. Washington. Mm, and then they get little Jake Smith from Texas. Yes, yes. He should kill it this year, man. Weapons all over the field. Weapons galore, man. Mm-hmm. The guy has weapons all over the field. I think, I think Keaton Slovis, we didn't rank him. Of course, he's, he's what is he at, uh, 13? I right. think he's going to have a top 10 fantasy season with all those weapons. And hopefully his shoulder issue has been dealt with because I like his schedule. I like mm-hmm. his schedule. I understand they get Utah. Utah's mm-hmm. always tough. Yes, sir. They've got Notre Dame at Notre Dame right after that where they get a bye week in between. Mm-hmm. Um, at Cal going to be tough? It might be tough. It might be tough, man. But the weapons that he has – he still should. He still should 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 do some damage in that game. Well, what I I'm do saying. like the I do like the the last two games in the playoffs though. I love the UCLA game and the BYU game. Well, the reason why I mentioned that, Kyle, like it's one of them games that I'm pretty sure you can find a better option, you know, um, because you know we want the ceiling like we talked about as right. far as fantasy points. So that's a question mark. Is Will you get that ceiling or not? So absolutely, you know that's the reason why I mentioned that cow. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we'll know a lot more by that time. I mean, that's week eleven. Correct. I mean, he'll be coming off a, a couple games against Utah and Notre Dame, the two toughest uh, teams on the schedule. I believe they 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 miss Oregon, so they don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I like the schedule. I really. I really like the schedule. So I'm looking for Keaton Slovis to kill it this year. Number 14, your guy DTR used to be Mr. Inconsistent. My how times have changed. (laughs) Did he flip the switch? Man, listen, man. He looks like a totally different guy, Owens. Last year, when you watch him play, when you look at the stats, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, you're talking about how we were mentioning uh, Desmond Ritter just a minute ago. This mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. what? Yes, what? We were looking like, man. He looks like a totally different dude. I mean, he looks like the game has slowed down for him. Yeah, we're gonna find out some things early. They got LSU in week two, mm-hmm. But I think I think DTR man is a viable fantasy option now, man. I think he has solidified himself. 
as being he at least the sample size that we got last year. He showed enough consistency, at least for me to say, if he was on the waiver wire, I would pick him up. Yeah, I agree. His his upside is oh, it's huge. It's, it's, it's huge. Like ceiling is high. It's, it's super high. I mean, with sixty five percent completing sixty five percent of his passes. Mm-hmm. That's what shocked the heck out of me. Yes, yes. So I mean. I agree. I mean, he may be, like you mentioned about Slovis, he may end up one of the top 10 fantasy performers as far as quarterbacks go. So, I mean, that's, his ceiling is, is high. He, he, know, man, so. he, he, he definitely has that kind of potential. He definitely has that kind of potential. We've got to see it on a consistent basis, though. Right, we kind right. of saw it last year. We saw him coming alive last year, and then he gets hurt, I believe, in the Stanford game, but Man, right. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to watch this dude this year. Right, number fifteen. This guy snuck up on me last year. Owens Jake Hayner. He snuck up <laughs> on me last year. Yeah, because he 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 started the season so so, mm-hmm. but then he turned it on on the back half of the schedule, and just put up some amazing numbers, man. Some amazing fantasy numbers. Yeah. Jake Hayner, Fresno State. Man, this 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 guy. I think I think he's gonna light it up this year, man. I do too. I agree. I mean, they've got some nice weapons. They've got Ronnie Rivers, of course, Jalen Cropper. Um, mm. I think they're gonna be geared more toward passing a little bit more. I think you see that on the back half of the season. His attempts went up right in those last three games, went way up. Uh, and so did his fantasy points. I wonder. I wonder if um, his attempts went up because you know Rivers Rivers was hurt late in the season, so I wonder if that had a if that played a factor in uh, his attempts increasing. So we'll see. Could be, could be, but they we'll but 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 didn't they like the other guy though? Uh, uh, let me find him. Yeah, Jordan Mims. Didn't they like him? They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. He's not a Rivers, though, but I mean, of course not. Like of course not. Of course yeah. not. No, he's not even. He's. I mean, he's. He's not even close. Rivers is a is a is a top ten fantasy running back. Easy, right. Right. easy. But man, yeah, man. I mean, Jake Hayner, a couple four hundred yard games yes. last year. I mean, the numbers doesn't suggest any dual threat capability, but when you're slinging it around like that, who needs to run? Right. Who needs to run when you I mean when you're throwing out 400 passing yard games? You don't need to run. You don't need to run. Number 16, Bailey Zappi, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Interesting. I'm so excited I forgot the name, the teams these guys play for, but that's okay. <laughs> you guys have computers. You can find out. Number 16, Bailey Zappi owns Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. He didn't have a great spring game, which may give some people pause. But I wouldn't worry about that. Man, when you look at that offense that they brought in from Houston Baptist, the numbers mm-hmm. that they put up were against FBS teams, at least four out of the, uh, three out of the four games was against yes. FBS teams. The same tier of talent they'll face in conference – so having those offensive weapons come with the system mm-hmm. should serve as a bonus for the Hilltoppers. You've got 
those brothers mm-hmm. coming in with him, uh, those little, little, little scat back SWAT <laughs> type guys. You know what I mean? Yes. Ain't ain't big as a mosquito, but they're but they're putting up these gaudy numbers. I think the guy. I think the, I, they have a chance to make some noise on offense. I agree. I think. I agree. I mean, because that's that's one thing that to to come into a new program um, and to take over as a starting quarterback, you have a little pressure um, on your shoulders. But to bring his two top receivers with him, Stern brothers, takes that pressure off a lot. So it's like he got. You know his comfort zones over here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could, I can hit this guy. I know what he like. I know what this guy like. I know where he gonna be. I know he, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. You know, to have that comfort uh, come with you, uh, I think that's a huge deal, man. I, I don't think that the this, this performance in the spring. I don't think, I don't think that means a lot. I just think, uh, you know, he's got to get used to the system a little bit more, and he'll be all right. I think well, he's that, gonna... that's that's his system. That's his <clears throat> offensive coordinator. They all came together from Houston Baptist. Yeah. The offensive coordinator, they bring the system over, they bring a couple of their guys over. I think that I think there was probably some miscommunication with some other guys on the team, not the Stern brothers. And right, 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 right. his defense wasn't that bad last year. It right. wasn't it wasn't that bad. So he may have been going up against uh you know some some pretty talented guys on uh, defense. I'm I'm thinking because yeah. I don't. I mean I don't recall them having a bad defense last year. Right. You know what I mean. I mean they mm-hmm. did give up 39 to Georgia State in that bowl game. Oh, was that? A, yeah, that was a bowl game. Um, I mean, but oh man, I'm looking at the stats and. They did give up some points. <laughs> well, they got better as the year went on. They did. They gave up points to Marshall and UAB. That's what I was looking at. But they got better as the year went on, and they stopped giving up. Uh, <laughs> they stopped giving up buku points. <laughs> <laughs> They gotta slow somebody down sometime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they should be fine. I think. I think. I think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay any attention to that spring game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay any attention to that spring game at all. No, I wouldn't either. Number seventeen. This is another guy that would be higher. Lane <sighs> Hatchin. <sighs> Blake Anderson moves on to Utah State. Uh, your guy, uh, Logan Bonner goes Bonner. with him. Mm-hmm. Will the office be the same? I mean, Butch Jones, who is the current head coach, decides to retain the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. which should be a bonus if it is. Hatcher is a top 10 fantasy quarterback, Hatcher. I think Hatcher is gonna light it up this year. I think he's gonna light it up. He had <laughs> decent numbers while splitting time. While but splitting it, time it shouldn't shouldn't be the case this year. He should right. get the whole enchilada this yes. year. But yes. if you look at the last game, you see the guy's potential, man. Uh, you see what he did in that last game. 
splitting time. Splitting time. Owens, man. The numbers. That's <laughs> unbelievable. That up in that last game, it was almost like a half of football. Yeah. 11 yeah. out of 14, 326, yeah. five TDs. <laughs> That's 51 fantasy points in our league. I couldn't imagine if he actually played the entire game. The entire game all year. Yeah. If Butch Jones allows the offensive coordinator, I forgot the guy's name, to just do what he does and the system stays the same, Lane Hatcher is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I agree. Period. I definitely agree. Yes. Man. We shall see. We shall see. Number 18, Miles Brennan. We think Miles Brennan is going to win the job over Max Johnson at Louisiana State LSU. Uh, they're going to throw the ball a ton. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not when you have Kayshawn Butte? Mm -hmm. Now they'll need someone else to step up, which LSU has never had any problems right. finding wide receivers. They've never had a shortage of wide receivers while in times past before uh, and Orgeron brings in uh, Sean Payton's guy from the NFL and during Burrow's record year, they didn't know what the heck to do with the wide receivers prior to that. But mm -hmm. it seems like they found their niche in, in, in the passing game. Uh, I think they're looking at their big brother, Alabama. Right. They're pretty much seeing what they're doing, and they're pretty much copy and paste, copy paste. <laughs> but Miles Brennan, we think he's going to win this job over Max Johnson. Uh, the three games that he did play in, he looked really good. Yes, looked really I, good. I mean the games, or uh, as the season went along before he gets hurt, he was getting better. You see his numbers going up; he was getting better. Uh, we think he wins this job. Uh, he's going to start off the season. I think he's going to start off lighting it up. I agree. He's going to he's he's going to start off lighting it up. But um, again, he's going to have some guys to throw it through now. They need to establish that, which I, again shouldn't be a problem for them. Right. So we've got Miles Brennan at number eighteen. Number nineteen, Preston Hutchinson, Eastern Michigan. This guy owns another guy, another legitimate dual threat QB. Legitimate, legitimate. QB. now he's more of a danger in the red zone where the uh dual threat comes into play. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give you a lot of rushing yards outside of that ball state game, which shocked the heck out of me because ball state had a good defense well, last they, year. Yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. And for him to do that on the ground against them and look at what he provided on the ground during the rest of the year, what the heck? I mean, what, what was that? <laughs> right. But again, as the I mean, the closer you get to the red zone and inside the red zone and maybe inside the 10, the guy becomes more of a dual threat quarterback. Right. He becomes more of a dual threat quarterback. He has eight rushing touchdowns in six games last year. But the guy is a legitimate dual threat quarterback. I believe he's a guy that that I mean, if I'm in a redraft, I'm looking at getting this guy late. Yes, 
Yes. I'm looking at getting this guy because I think I think a lot of people are sleeping on this guy. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, and he's got a ton of potential, man. He's got a ton of potential. Again, I mean, you're going to look for him to do his dual threat damage mm -hmm. within the red zone because, I mean, the guy averaged 2.2 yards a carry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But he had eight touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in six games. That lets you know something right there. He becomes more of a threat to run the ball when you get closer to the goal line, which is yeah. great. I mean, if you want to do a great quarterback, <clears throat> you know, that's a that's a that's a great model for a dual threat quarterback. You know what I mean? If you're gonna run that sucker in when you get close, I mean it'll make you I mean if if you if you've got this running back, that'll piss you off. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> I, I was gonna bring that up. I would listen. You got that running back. I almost want to drop him. <laughs> you almost want to what? I almost want to drop him. <laughs> fact, fact, I, if it was me, I, I'd probably drop him. Drop that sucker, man. This guy, is, a, is he has a nose for the end zone, man. He, he's ball hogging down there. Of course, if you got yes. the guy, you like it. You if like you've it, got yeah. Preston Hutchinson, you like the ball hogging. Inside the five, you love it, but if you've got this running back, mm. you're holes in the wall. <laughs> Man, if I got the running, I'm, I don't have time to be sitting there hoping that he busts one and take it all the way in because that's all he's gonna get. That's all he's getting. You get tackled at the two, y'all. <laughs> all his work is between uh, the 20s. All his, yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's not no, for me. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Number 20. This guy, I love this guy, man. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., too. man. Health is the key issue to my guy, Michael Penix Jr. for the Indiana Hoosiers. <sighs> Listen, man. Extremely talented. Yes. The guy's got a nice playoff schedule. Yes. But will he make it to the playoffs, Owens? That's the question. That's the question. Like I said, his his ceiling is is high. I mean, like like D talking about DTR, like this guy's ceiling is high too. I mean, because you got weapons, you know. He oh got, man, um, I mean, Yes, he got weapons, like you know, and and he's got an arm talent, and he run that system, man. Like when he's healthy, oh, yeah. he run that system like flawless. I mean, it's, the guy is amazing. Like you said, if he could stay healthy. He gonna put up some big numbers, man. He gonna put up some huge fantasy numbers. Absolutely. Again, man, playoff schedule is great, man. Yes. But he has to make it there, man. Yes. If he makes it to the playoffs healthy, and you've got this guy, you've got to consider starting that dude for the duration. Yes. <laughs> he starts off with Rutgers, Minnesota, then Purdue. Mm. Man, all I'm saying is, if I've got this guy. And he's healthy in the playoffs. He's getting in. He yes. is getting in. He is I agree. Definitely. Guy, his 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 downfall is it's not talent. It's health. Right. When you it's see health. what he did to Ohio State, I mean they're the top dog in that conference, right? And for him to toss the ball around the yard on them like he did, there's some legitimacy to this guy. Yes, sir. So. You may need to consider Michael Penix Jr. 
Number 21, this is another guy, because of the system, moves from a top 10 guy, maybe even a top five guy, based on the numbers he put up last year. They're going to be mad at you for this one. All the way down to number 21. Get mad. I don't care. I don't either. I don't either because I agree. I don't Dylan Gabriel. Yes. The guy, man, first of all, his schedule is money. The guy's schedule is money. Yes. And the numbers he put up last year, you're talking about top five, maybe? The, I mean, what he, the, the, the Memphis game, ridiculous. Yes. Yes. I mean, he's got, according to our system, he's got one, two, three, four, four fifties. And of course, he put up the 84 points against Memphis. <laughs> this is a top 10 guy, if not top five. Right. With the system that he had last year. <clears throat> Doesn't have that system anymore. Doesn't have that system. And that system, systems are very important. Very, very important. Very important. In, in, in college. Very important yes. in college. The only reason why he's so low is the Malzahn effect, man. This new system, it, 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 it's a new system that doesn't seem to bode well for his skill set. The guy has a nice arm. He's very accurate. And Josh Heupel's system, which he would throw it deep every three, four plays. Yes. Dylan Gabriel, that was that was his uh, perfect that was match. Most perfect match, man. Yes. That was the. I mean, that was all the shine on his star that he needed was that system because yes. the guy put up some incredible numbers because of that system and all of the talent, the wide receiving talent that surrounded him. Gus Malzahn comes in here. He is more favorable to a dual threat quarterback. Mm -hmm. He hadn't had a successful fantasy quarterback since Nick Marshall. Yeah. And he comes in and – the, the I mean, it's it's not a good fit. The system doesn't seem to fit Dylan's skill set. I agree. I don't like the matchup. I don't like the pairing at all. I'm not saying he's not draftable. I'm not saying you need to drop him. I'm saying he's somebody you need to monitor. Yes. Because Gus yes. Malzahn is going to come in there with his gimmicks and his tricks, and I mean, he's again, he's more geared toward running the football. He yes. likes a dual threat quarterback. Yes. I just don't know if I could trust the system. I would say if you have Gabriel already, um, or if you're gonna if you drafted him already, like you said, don't drop him, but don't expect last year's numbers. You know, just Absolutely. don't just just don't expect last year's numbers. They're gonna look a lot different. I don't think we have a right to. No. When we look at the when we look at the quarterbacks that Gus Malzahn has coached and coached up, right, and how he has and how his system treats those quarterbacks, mm -hmm. they're just not they're just not fantasy football relevant, right. Again, I'm right. not saying Dylan Gabriel is going to be irrelevant, right. I'm just saying according to history, Gus Malzahn's fantasy quarterbacks are not typically relevant. Quarterbacks are not typically fantasy relevant. 
Every right. now and again, he'll get a Nick Marshall or something like that. Right. I don't even know if that was him. I'm just saying. I don't even know. Yeah. Maybe right. <laughs> I need to do more research. I need to do my research. Number 22, Malik Cunningham, Louisville, <laughs> your guy. Yes. Beautiful schedule. Ah, oh, man. You thought about dropping him until you looked at that schedule. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna drop him until I looked at the schedule. I said, uh, no. I mean, like, even if I don't use him as much as I would like to, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna let nobody else in the league use him against me. Especially if they put him in in week one. Oh, that schedule is unbelievable. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. I mean, they do get Clemson. They do get Virginia, but outside of that, I don't know that Florida State's a real scare. No. But outside of Virginia and Clemson, maybe Kentucky at the end. Maybe Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky's usually pretty tough, but the schedule is nice. Nice schedule. Malik Cunningham is number 22. Number 23, D. Eric King, the talkative, lately talkative D. Eric King. I don't know what his problem is. I know that you're confident and you want to be confident, but you also want to be smart. You also have some sense too. Yeah. Uh, My old guy. Yeah, your old guy. Uh, schedule doesn't start off promising. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like the schedule in the beginning at all. <laughs> um, they do get a boost in offensive power, and they got Rambo coming in. But they need right. to establish a running game, though, because the running game is almost like they, there's too many hands back there, and they mm -hmm. don't know which hands to use consistently. Yes, I agree. But, again, yes. the schedule at the beginning is pretty rough. They got Alabama. Mm -hmm. They got Appy State. Appy State's never a pushover. Ooh. Always tough. Appy right. State will go in there and beat them. They will, yes. They will go in there and beat them. They've they done could. it before. Yes. A couple years ago, they beat North Carolina and South Carolina in the same year. Yes. They will go in there and beat Miami, so they better be on their game. Right. Then they get Michigan State. Then they get a game off, Central Connecticut State. Then they have Virginia. Mm -hmm. So, that, you know, those, those first five weeks, four out of those five weeks, I'm going to be watching to see if De'Aaron King – is exactly what he's 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 laying himself out to be. Well, first of all, we need to find out if he's if he's healthy. Right. If he's if he's back um to 100% or back to where at least he could scramble and use his legs like he I would say like he need well, to like he need to have because that that, that plays a big part in cuz he's a good, he's good at throwing on the run. So well, he you know, better be healthy when you tell Alabama you're going to beat them badly. You ain't lying. <laughs> well, I don't care how healthy he is. You ain't going to do that. <laughs> beat them badly. He said badly. Badly. He ain't going to be close yet. Wow. Man, right. that's what he said. Okay. I, I guess he was talking about the PS5 or something. I don't know what he yeah. was talking about. He's Number scared. 24, Caleb Ellaby. This guy shocked me last year, Owens. This guy shocked me. And <sighs> I want to know what 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 I want to know is was it a combination of a couple things? Uh huh. The offense was very very good last year. Right. He's a surprisingly efficient passer. Mm hmm. 
And so what we want to see, what we want to know is if that was due to the speed of one Durant Eskridge mm-hmm. because he would take one of them short passes, slant passes, screen passes, and he'll take that joint to the house. Man, my goodness. With that forward two speed or whatever he has, Dwayne Eskridge, mm-hmm. dude was super fast, man. Dude yeah. was super fast. He just go by the DB like he was just standing still and he wide like open. Standing still. Just throw it over the top. I wonder was <laughs> that that contribute to an inflation where his numbers are concerned. We'll see that this year, of course. But he does have weapons returning. He's got Sky Moore, Jalen Hall. Mm-hmm. So we'll see uh, how much of that was legitimate or how much of it was a fluke. The beginning of the schedule is real bumpy. I don't like it at all. Right. Again, this is another schedule that starts off real rough. First five weeks, Oof. you've got Michigan, and then you get a week off with Illinois State. Then you go to Pitt. Oof. San Jose State is not a pushover. Nope. Not at all. Good defense. At Buffalo, I understand Buffalo lost a lot. Mm-hmm. So whether they'll remain or either maintain a degree of defensive uh, capability that they had last year, that remains to be seen. Should they? They should because I don't know that they lost a lot on defense. I know they lost some offensive pieces. I think they did lose some defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. That 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 transferred to Kansas, but I don't know that I like that game. But those first five weeks, four mm-hmm. out of those five weeks, doesn't look all that good, right? Uh, what do you think? I agree with you. I think um, I think the those games will actually show us or gives us the answer to our questions. Um, uh, Michigan is just like I mean that's just a bad matchup altogether. Pittsburgh that's is just, big yeah, yeah. It's just them just bad matchups, but for the most part, they will still kind of show us was it all Eskridge, you know? Like were you uh, because you had a guy like that that you could just drop back and just find him and throw it to him, and you know he's just gonna do the rest. But can you on a consistent basis? You know, find, I mean, hit Hall and, and hit more and be consistent with, you know, um, you know, not just relying on, you know, I got this guy, he's my bailout, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, who's had, who had most of his touchdowns <laughs> last year. He did. You know, so, I mean, we'll see. I think, I think the first, the first few uh, weeks of the season for him. But LRB, I think he will answer our questions um, as far as was it Eskridge or or was it him? Is he really that talented? Yeah, we we, we shall see. We shall see. Number 25, Frank Harris. Mm. One word, potential. Yes. Potential, potential, potential. I love Frank Harris. Consistency. I need, I need Frank Harris to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And I need Frank Harris to be consistent. Yes. If he can do those two things, Frank Harris moves way up in the pecking order. Yes. And he's not number 25 because the guy has tons of potential. Yes. 
He's got a lot of talent. Yes. Um, he's shown flashes in some games. We've 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 seen it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of the games last year, we saw it. He started out the season hot, first couple games, and then I don't know what the heck happened. Um, he just goes missing and just <laughs> put out. He go missing. He goes missing, man. He just put out a bunch of stink bombs. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he put out a bunch of stink bombs. Yes, he did. I think he was dealing with some stuff, injuries or whatever. I think so, too. Yeah. But uh, he's got a lot of potential. And and I hope to see that potential flourish on the field this year. I hope to see yeah. that potential flourish on the field this year. That's it for the top 25. We got a few more minutes. I think we could we could squeeze this in. I don't want to get another episode out of potential breakout QBs and sleepers. We've got 10 of each. Owens, what you're thinking, man? Potential breakout QBs. I want to mention uh, uh, that's how you say it, Talia. Twig, Twig. Uh, I think it's I think it's Tualia. Is it Tua? Is it Tualia? I think so. Yeah, Tua's little brother, man, out there. In, little Tua, uh, little Tua, little Tua, man. I think he uh he has a potential to break out um, this year, in my opinion. Absolutely. I like him out. I like him out there. Maryland. Absolutely, man. I like uh, Cornelius Brown the fourth. Your guy, I think this guy has a lot of potential. I think mm-hmm. this guy is an excellent quarterback. Yes. I think uh, if he continues to develop, he'll play on Sundays. At least I think so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, of course, that's not up to me. But Cornelius Brown, uh, Georgia State. I like the guy. I like the way he manages the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. He's not very erratic. Although he can. He can have some. He had some. He had. I mean, he was a freshman last year, so he had some mistakes. He had some games where, you know, he had some. He had some growing pains. But other man, but he, he showed some flashes last year. He showed some flashes like here last year. Boy, I had to mute you. That bitch is making noise. (laughs) Oh man! But he had some. He had some games last year, man, where he looked really, really good. In you saw his potential. Uh, Comes out of last year, completing fifty-eight percent of his passes. You kind of want to get that up above sixty. Yes. Uh, You want to quit fumbling the ball. (laughs) <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he has potential to break out. I, I do. agree. I agree. What you got? I agree. I like uh KJ Jefferson. Okay. Um you know, he you know, the, the guy, you know, the, the last the one game we got uh-huh. <laughs> from him last year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he showed uh, a good potential. Man, he showed some some potential. You know, you're thinking a Missouri game. You're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, you, you did this against Missouri. You know, freshman, how you, you know, you got, they were talking about you uh, the year before, like, 
oh, he gonna come in and take over. And, yeah, I remember. You know, yeah, yeah, you know this guy, he's he's you know the <laughs> the next big thing to come through. You know, so I'm I'm looking for. I was looking at him you know, the whole time, waiting on him to step up. And when he didn't get the starting job last year, I was like, okay. What's yeah. that about? You know, like yeah. I thought y'all yeah. was talking about this. Y'all had this guy high and y'all big on him. Why are you not starting? But to see that game that he started in, you know, I'm like, okay, I see why y'all like this guy. You know, I actually went back and watched that game. Mm. And the guy was, I'm like, okay, I, I see, I see, I see. So if you could do this on a consistent basis, Potential breakout. Yeah, he gonna break out. So um, I'm I'm excited to see what KJ Jefferson got uh, as a full time starter. Absolutely, yeah, sure. I'm right there with you, man. I'm looking at Drew Plitt. Mm -hmm. I really like Drew Plitt, man. I like the pair of receivers he's gonna be throwing it to. Johans Tyler, Justin Hall. Drew Plitt's gonna throw the ball all over the field. I believe he he has a great passing completion percentage, sixty five percent. I'm I think he's going to break out this year, man. I think he's got the potential to break out this year. I mm -hmm. think he's got the potential to do some damage this year. Ball State's going to be really good again mm -hmm. this year. So I think he's going to be one of the main ones shining as they continue to have success in the MAC Conference. Uh, Ball State, Drew Plitt, I'm looking for him to do his thing. He's got to stop throwing picks, though. <laughs> <laughs> In his first five games last year, pick in every last one of them bad boys. Stop taking fantasy points off the board. I'm taking points off the board, man. Who you got, man? We don't like that. Oh, man. You know what? I don't know how a lot of people have been sleeping on this guy, man. Jake Plummer, man, out there at Purdue. Purdue. You, man, you look at his numbers, man. Guy's a good quarterback. He is. He is a good, good, consistent quarterback. Yes, sir. And uh, a full season, man, starting. He has a really, really good potential breakout season. Not to mention he got that 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 good wide receiver, old Bale on us that side. David Bale. <laughs> Beast. Beast. Yes. So. Yeah. I think he's. Uh, I think he's gonna. He has the potential to break out this year, man. I really like old Jake Plummer. I like him too. I like him too. He's got some nice numbers, man. I like Brady McBride, man. He's a bit of a gunslinger, mm -hmm. but the guy has moxie. The guy has potential, of course. He's in a Jake Spavital offense where they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take some chances and and, and chunk that ball a little bit. Mm -hmm. He needs to be more consistent, though. You see, though, when they do let him sling it, the guy has potential. Right. Big Spavadol can kind of make you mad a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he can. But this guy, Brady McBride, I think he has the potential to break out. He's not a dual threat. He's a straight pocket uh, guy. Oh, he's a gunslinger, that is. He's a gunslinger. Mm -hmm. Uh, but man, I think the guy, his last couple games, he looked really good in as far as his percentage and as far as his game management and all of that. He looks really good in those games, not gaudy numbers against Coastal Carolina, but 
the percentage and the way he played the game, I think it was good. He lit Arkansas State up. Right. I think he's somewhere in between those two. If you can be consistent in between those two, he will be a breakout star. Who you got, man? I like it. I like it. Uh, oh, Austin Ain. North, North Texas. Texas. Yeah, man. You know, um, I was just looking at a couple of his games last year, man. He showed flashes mm-hmm. of of his potential. And, you know, I'm looking at Charlotte. I mean, how he I mean he let Charlotte up uh, for you know 380, 382 and three. Mm-hmm. Um and then UTEP. No, no, UTEP ain't got no defense, man. I know that, but I mean, you to go in there and do what you're supposed to do against UTEP. That's 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 a lot. I just if, if you're a quarterback and you can and you go in there and do what you're supposed to do against some teams that you're supposed to do that against. Yeah. You know, thank you. You know what yes. I mean. You, that's all you got to do. You could be that's on. What you could be supposed on, to do to them. You, that's what you're supposed to do to them. You could be on my team if you can consistently do what you're supposed to do against some teams that you're supposed to do it against. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, man, I I, I think uh, I mean he has the potential to break out. I want to see if he can do it on a more of a on more of a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he showed flashes, man, of uh, of his potential, man. I'm I'm just I want to see, I want to see what he got. I like it. I like Michael Pratt from Tulane, the Green Wave. Mm-hmm. I think this guy. He's got a lot of potential, man. He's got some. He, I mean, he he he's got some things about him that I like. Uh, I watched him play uh, some games last year because I went and picked him up. Mm-hmm. Ended up dropping him because I just didn't see enough out of him that made me want to keep him. That's just me. That's how I roll. Right. Just breed a cat. But the guy, I mean, this year he has the potential to do some damage in his conference. Uh, that would be the Conference USA, I believe. He's got the potential to do some damage in the Conference USA. I like, I like his schedule. He doesn't start off well, of course. He's got OU. That's going to be a no. Mm-hmm. He's got Morgan State. He's going to do something. Mississippi may let him do something. They don't play defense at all. You want to sit him against UAB, and then after that, until you see Cincinnati, <laughs> he should be pretty. He uh, he should be pretty good. He should be good to go. Now, he needs to develop some consistency in his passing uh, as far as his decision-making. But I yeah, think the guy's got a lot of potential, uh, and I think he has, he is a candidate to break out this year. I like it. I like it. I think uh, one more. I think I'm going to go with Bill uh, Jerkovic out of Boston College. Yeah, you know they're gonna throw it all the time. Yeah, man. You know, a couple of games that they'll put up fifty-six uh, attempts and fifty-one mm-hmm. attempts, and you know, <laughs> you like it. You like it. Yeah, you like it. And then uh, you know he completed sixty-one percent of his passes. So, I mean, you're throwing it that much. You know, good percentage. You should have good numbers. You so, just need to, need to throw it somewhere, though. Yeah. You, you throw yeah. it that much. You, <laughs> you can't do it. You, man. Yeah. Yeah. He need to throw more touchdowns, though. Yeah. Um, you, 
you can't be coming out at 5.6 yards per play. Yeah. You need to, to throw it somewhere other than two, two, three yards down the field. Yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. You yeah. did that 56 times and you came out of there with 313 yards. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he got he to gotta get better. I, I think, like I said, man, he – to, to improve on where he's going with the ball mm-hmm. um, and throwing it that many times. That hey. just – it spells success. So And his schedule is nice, too. Schedule nice, right, right. Schedule so, is nice. We'll see. Potential. I'm going to round this off with Jaden DeLaura. Yeah. Jaden DeLaura following hey. – uh, Following uh, uh, the Hawaii coach, the run and shoot coach. Why is his name slipping my mind? I don't know. Rolovic, yes. Following him from Hawaii to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Gets in some hot water. Suspended or whatever. He's reinstated. He's got a battle with Jerry Garantano, of course, and Cameron Cooper. Mm-hmm. But I think he wins the job. I think it's his to lose. He knows the system. Pretty much raised in it. Uh, it's his job to lose. So he knows the ins and out of the system. I think the guy, if he could stay on the field, yes. I think the guy's gonna break out. I think he well, I think he has the potential to break out. Right. Yeah, Jaden DeLore. I like guy, but, but 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 I think he has the potential to break out this year. Sleepers. I like it. Let's get to some sleepers. Anthony Brown. Oregon. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you, um, what was his name? I can't think of a name. Uh, dual threat quarterback Oregon had a couple years ago. Dual threat? Yeah. Mariota? Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. Can he go out there and even be close to putting up Mariota type? Can he be a Dennis Dixon? Can he? Mm-hmm. I like I like him. I like him in that system. I like him at Oregon. Um I think it fits his fits his um uh, athleticism and uh, his game that he, if he, if they turn him loose, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I think he could, I think he could probably uh, put up some big numbers. So I, I think, I think he'll be asleep. I don't know how much they're going to lean on the running game, uh, but I think he could play a factor because I think a lot of people were probably going expecting him to lean on the running game mm-hmm. a lot and they could shock him with, hey, Brown ain't throwing it. Oh, wait a minute. We got to change up our plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so, he's, getting, he's, getting, he's getting Ohio State in week two. Oh, oof. Oof. that's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I like Davis Brin as a sleeper, man. Tulsa quarterback. Mm-hmm. I watched the game. I went and watched the game a while back against Tulane where he comes in, uh, I want to say second half, maybe it was a little bit before. And the numbers he put up in that game 
just a half a football, 18 for 28, 266 and two, and he had a rushing touchdown. And a half a football. Hmm. You're talking about a sleeper. Right. I think this guy, people may be sleeping too hard on him because, I mean, Philip Montgomery has a history of having some fantasy-relevant quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think this guy is in line to be one of those guys. He's in line to be the next good or or great fantasy quarterback that is coming out of this system that that, that Philip Montgomery runs, this, this mini Art Briles system, uh, mini Baylor uh, air raid type system. I really like this guy, Davis Brim, and I'm going to keep my eye on this guy. I'm going to keep my eye on him. I like it. I like it. Um, Mackenzie Milton, Florida State. Yes. Whew. Yes. Watching the spring game. Ooh. Some of them throws that guy made, he was like, man, did he was he was he throwing the whole time he was hurt? <laughs> I mean, man. you know, I mean that dude was threading some needles. I mean, he was putting the ball on the money. It's like don't look like he lost nothing. You know, like he lost nothing. And so I don't know how big people are on him. Are they are they um are they taking his injury, you know, to to the too serious to say like he's not gonna come back the same or or is it because he went to Florida State and it's a, a different program? I don't know, but all I know is what I saw is you throwing a ball that accurate. Man. <laughs> Definitely a sleeper. Definitely Man. a sleeper. Man, I like Terry Wilson. Transferring from Kentucky to New Mexico. Yes. Running a system that is favorable to a dual threat quarterback. I like the opportunity that he's getting. Again, I like the system that he's going to. Mm-hmm. The conference he'll be playing in, it won't be anything he hasn't seen, having played in the SEC. So those defenses over there won't do anything or present anything to him that would seem to be too much of a challenge that would be overwhelming to him because, again, where he's coming from, I really like that situation for him, man. I think he is a viable sleeper. I like it. Terry Wilson, New Mexico. Keep your eye out. Keep your eye out. (laughs) You know, I like the uh, second-year freshman out of uh, Georgia Tech, or Jeff Sims, man. The guy, the athletic out of this world. I mean, Ooh. he is, he is, uh, I think he's a sleeper. Um, and, 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 you know, you got the running back out there with him, uh, Gibbs, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, both sophomores. I think, you know, I think, uh, Gibbs for, uh, helps him a lot at the backfield, you know, throwing him, throwing the passes, but, his athleticism, man. I think, uh, like I said, he showed flash flashes of what I expect to see a little bit more of this year. 
uh, that being his first year last year, like I said, you know, fresh, a lot of freshmen come in, they got, you know, little jittery bugs or whatever, you know, like make professional mistakes, you know, here and there, and, you know, with a little bit more experience under his belt, a little bit more confidence. Um, I'd probably say, depending on who they playing against uh, uh, as well, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, he, he, I think he, he's a good sleeper. That's good. I like that, man. I like that. I'm going to go with Harrison Bailey. Harrison Bailey from Tennessee Volunteers. He's got that Josh Heupel system that is favorable to him. Mm -hmm. Favorable to him as a passer. I think he's the better passer in that quarterback room, which will lend him the job. I think he he solidified that job during the spring game. Of course, you've got two dual threat guys transferring in. One Hendon Hooker from Virginia Tech. Don't know why he left. Probably because he didn't want to throw the ball five times a game with Justin Fuente <laughs> out there. Don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Joe Milton coming from Michigan uh, didn't want to deal with John Harbaugh anymore, I guess. I think these two guys probably came into the wrong situation. Them not being the better pocket passing quarterbacks uh, really don't fit the system because Josh Heupel likes to push the ball down the field. field. You've got to have an accurate deep ball to be successful in his system. Yes. Harrison Bailey looked good in the spring game, man. He mm-hmm. looked good in the spring game. Mm-hmm. I think he is that type of quarterback. I think uh Josh Heupel's system is 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 uh it it, it bodes well for his skill set for his his type of game. 6'5", 220, he's the guy that wants to stand tall in the pocket and deliver that ball down the field, which is what Josh Hyper wants to do. He's going to throw some screens, but he's also going to take some shots. I think Harrison Bailey fits that bill, and I think he fits it well as far as what's in the quarterback room. I think Harrison Bailey is a great sleeper, man. Great I like that. Sleeper. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with Charlie Brewer out of Utah. Um, I like it. You know I like that one. You know, a lot of people look at Utah and say, oh, they run, 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 which they do. They run first team, run first offense. Um, but I think Brewer makes that offense complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I think the running backs, whoever the starting running back going to be, I think he will do even better because Brewer makes that team complete. Now you have to keep the defense honest because they can throw the ball down the field now. So – Consistent. Um, consistently, yeah. So with that being said, um, he's a sleeper um, to the point to where I don't know uh, he'll be like a top 10 fantasy quarterback or nothing like that. More of a um, – he'll be a little bit above a game manager um, or right at a game manager because Utah like to run the ball so much. Um, but – there, I think there will be times to where uh, teams will go in there and say, you know what, anyway, we're going to try to stop the run anyways, mm-hmm. which, will, which will then allow him to, you know, to get off, you know, and to, to have a, that real, really, really good uh, fantasy game out. But I think he'll have a few of those uh, because teams are going there and say, yeah, we're going to stop, we got to stop the run, we got to stop the run, we got to stop the run, and then it'll, it'll open up Brewers. So I, I think that uh, he's a real good sleeper. Man, I think I think I think Charlie Brewer is going to do some 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 damage this year, man. They've got the nice tight end Brant Cuthy, 
They've got him. They've got Covey, of course, your, your right. little Wes Welker type guy. But they're really high on this freshman, this Devon Vele. They're really high on him. The guy looked real good in the spring game. I think Charlie Brewer is going to do a lot more than what people are thinking. Uh, that's, a, that's a guy I would keep my eye on. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, 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 of course, Brett Cuthie, if you've got a tight end premium in your league like we do, you want to keep your eye on that guy. Yes. Charlie Brewer just put his – he just sent his stock through the roof, being that he's a uh, consistent pocket passer. Right. Whereas in the past they had more of a dual threat guy. Uh, what's the guy's name last year? guy that was there he's a nice game manager you know what i'm talking about yeah got the guy's yeah. name uh anyways mm. i'm gonna go with daryl mack uh, like, like transfers it. in from ucf mm-hmm. old dominion did not play football last year they got a new head coach new system they had all year last year to work on this new system mm-hmm from um, the Penn State offensive coordinator, former Penn State offensive coordinator a couple years ago. Hmm. Daryl Mack, the time that he did have at UCF that he did play, he looked good. Mm -hmm. He looked good. He got hurt. Dylan Gabriel comes in, takes over. The rest is history. But I think this guy is going to – I think he's going to win that job. They've got him in the three-way battle. He is probably the middle. He's he's the – there's a guy who's a better runner than him, who's a not not as good of a passer. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy who is probably a better passer, but not as good of a runner. So you have you got Messiah DeWeaver, who's the better runner, not a better passer. Stone Smart, better passer, not a better runner. Mm-hmm. Daryl Mack is the combination of those two. I think he wins the job. And I think he looks good. And I think guys maybe need to, you know, start paying attention to him, maybe put him on a, a watch list or whatever. In deep, deep, deep leagues, you may need to take a, you know, take a chance on the guy. I think, I think, I think he'll be right. I like I think it. he'll show up and uh I like him as a sleeper. I like that. I like that. The guy, uh the guy you mentioned, Darrell Mack. Mm-hmm. I like him out there, Old Dominion. Yeah, man. I, I mean, <laughs> the system, man. I think he is going to actually surprise a lot of us um, mm-hmm. out there, at Old Dominion, man. Uh, like I said, he lost his job at UCF, but he didn't lose. He got hurt, and then well, April just took over. Yeah, he still lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you took your job, you took your spot, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, that was know. Brandon Wimbush year too, so yeah. Don't know why Wimbush. You meddling? I know, man. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Who's your next sleeper, man? We gotta get done. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like the real Mac, man. That was mine. I like the real Mac. That was mine. Huh? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 my bad. Hold on me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. We talking, yeah, we talking about sleepers. I'm sleepy, you know. Uh, Tyler Show, man. Shook. Shook. I don't know what I call him. Show. He's spelled show, but shook. Yeah. I like um, 
what you think, man. I, I mean, the dude is Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a good quarterback. They need, they need a consistent quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they don't they don't fell off the last few years, man. If you know this guy come in, you think he gonna be the man? He get hurt. Other guy step up. You think he you know, he he doing good and he fall off? Another guy, you know, like man, I'm tired of seeing this, man. Uh, you know, and and you know they like to throw it a lot out there. So, you know, if he can if he can step in that program and be consistent, which I think he probably will. Um, I think he's a, he's a real because I don't. I mean, I'm not. I I haven't really looked at Texas Tech as far as their wide receivers. I don't know what kind of type of weapons he got. But well, he's got some. He's got some weapons. You know, they've always got some weapons. They've they've had some guys transfer in. I think he's a dual threat too. Yeah. So you, I mean, yeah. you add that to the air raid, that's yeah. another dimension that that people will need to worry about. Uh, of course, they've got Eric uh, as as Ukama, the big dude, but they've had some guys transfer in too. Uh, uh, I'm not looking at the list right now, but they've had a couple guys transfer in from the outside as opposed to. Supposed to do some things, so he'll he'll have some weapons, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah they weapons. always keep somebody. Yeah, but I, I think he'll go out there and be consistent, though. That and that air raid offense, so that I think that'd be mm-hmm. exactly what Texas Tech need. And I think is a perfect fit for him. So, you know I what, like- man? I'm gonna let me give you this next one. Uh oh, and I think this guy's a sleeper, and nobody's gonna want to listen to me. Uh oh. But I've been doing this for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying stuff just to be saying it. Mm-hmm. People look, they look at the little small sample size that he gave and they go, ugh. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Dewan Mathis. Yeah. I know people looking at those stats, they remember the game and how he looked overwhelmed. The guy was a freshman. He had just came come off this. Almost career-ending surgery. I mean, you talk about what he had to overcome to even start to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy was, I mean, he was just, again, hes he was young. He's a freshman, Right. He's a freshman. The guy wasn't cleared for contact until, you know, uh, later on in the previous year. He wasn't doing a lot of of, of uh, developing and, and all that kind of stuff. And I forgot exactly how serious the injury or what it was, but I know it was really, really serious. I know it was very serious, very serious. So he overcomes that. I think it was something that had to do with his brain, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Something like that. Uh, I think it was a brain cyst or something like that. Ooh. Yeah, serious. Serious. Yeah. Serious thing. So he, I mean, he's a he's a he's a, a highly recruited four-star dual threat quarterback. The guy's going to Temple, playing in the AAC. Again, I know he stunk. 
in the <laughs> in that first game, and then they put him in again against Florida, and he looked just as bad. But I'm saying, I think the guy needed some time because you don't come off of all of what he went through and just throw this dude in in the SEC. Right. So I I I think that I think that people are definitely sleeping on this guy. Definitely. If I'm wrong, I'll come on here and say it. I've done it before. Have I done it before? No, I yeah. haven't. Listen, I, I I like it. Um I'm I'm at the point of when I look at him and I hear exactly everything that you're saying, I, I like, you got good points and I like what you're saying. And I agree. Um, but you got to show me. I knew, I knew you was going to say, but I knew you was going to say, but you got, you got to show me, you got to show it to me. You got to show it to me. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, uh, listen, man, I'm, I'm like you said, I'm all for, you know, Potential and you know, see yeah. all that. Yeah, I like all that, man. I, I know he, got, I know he stunk when he played. You have to <laughs> show me. I'm... <laughs> but I'm going out on a limb, man. I got you, man. I think the guy um, is gonna have. Listen, I, I I think he just needed to be in the right situation where he could develop. Yeah, could be right. Yeah, because yeah. you know the athleticism is there. Right. Yeah. I mean when you're I mean when you're recruiting these guys, you know what you see. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a reason why he was, you know, the type of recruit he was. Yep. Now whether that translates to success on a college football field remains to be seen. I think I'm I I think we're gonna see it this year. I think we're gonna see it this year. Okay. Owens, I'm gonna give you another one. One more, then we then we done. All one right. more, then we done. Another another sleep. One more sleeper. What you got? Justin Rogers, UNLV. Yes, sir. Transfers yes, sir. in from TCU. I think people have forgotten about this guy. Mm-hmm. I think people have forgotten about this guy. He uh, he was he was a quarterback a couple years ago, a few years ago when TCU played Ohio State mm-hmm. and had Ohio State on the ropes. He was the quarterback in that game. Highly recruited guy, one of the highest rated recruits uh, TCU had ever gotten. I think this guy is a legitimate sleeper. Yes. Sophomore. Yes. Playing in the uh, Mountain West, 6'4", 240. Hmm. I think the guy's a legitimate sleeper. Um. We're going to see in the beginning because he's got a couple games to get some, some stiff competition that he's played against before. Right. He's, I mean, he's, he's played against Ohio state before. I mean, uh, Iowa state before mm-hmm. playoff schedule doesn't look that good, but <laughs> he is talented enough to deal with teams like this and, and, and be relevant. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I this think is, the guy is a legitimate sleeper, man. 
Is is this team ready though? Is the question. Is, is UNLV ready? You know. <laughs> Williams ain't. Because <laughs> I mean, last year. Yeah, man. It's, you get yeah. anything other than eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck at eleven. Your ceiling man. is eleven. <laughs> Hey, hey, they feed him the ball, though, man. He'll have 25 carries for, for 85 yards. Yeah, see? And, and and no touchdown. Or maybe one touchdown. That's how he become fantasy relevant. Oh, man. That's... I mean, he, he did. I think I think, I think think in his last game, he did he did kind of show out a little bit, but it was too late. Well, maybe Rodgers go over there and open it up a little bit. I think, you know what? You know what I, mean? think, I think the game that he showed out in, I think that's the game that Rodgers played, I think, I think, maybe yeah. not, maybe not, maybe yeah. not. Well, he said, yeah, yeah, it might, like I said, he might go no, over there. It wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the same game. It wasn't the same game? No, nah, that wasn't okay. the same game. Well, he might go open it up, man, you know, Charles, you know, might, might get him, you know, get some, get some open, Open holes, man. Take a couple to the house or something, you know, because they gotta they gotta worry about Rogers now, man. So oh, we'll see. We'll see. I like it though. We'll see. We'll see. I like it. That's it for this week. We'll see y'all maybe next week. If not, we'll see you in the near future. We're gonna come back with our top 25 running backs yeah, nice. and potential breakouts and sleepers. Until then, we are out. Peace.